Okay, so um, let's get started because it's been a hell of a day. It's been interesting. Okay. Uh, you know, like, I, I really I really have mixed emotions about this podcast. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. <laughs> no, I do. You yeah, don't. I totally, come on, no. Don't you paint me up to be that bitter ex-cop. I'm come not painting. I, I didn't even say anything near <laughs> that. Where are you coming from? I, I could see you thinking it. You can't see shit. You don't. You couldn't see it to get the batteries out of the freaking. Hey, you know what? We a hey, recorder we're, thing. We were experiencing some real time. You were experiencing <laughs> recorder you issues. Know, I solved the issue in about three minutes. You know. You know what's amazing about you? Okay, is, is you are <laughs> you are actually older than me, but you know more about technology than I. Do. And I look a lot younger. How but about you that? Know what? All over me tonight, <laughs> you guys. I swear to Christ. You know what? I'm sorry if if, if I strike you as being in a good mood. It's because... Why are you yelling? Well, I, you Why know, are you yelling? You, you have a microphone three inches from your face. Why are you, you yelling? Know, I'm, I'm enthusiastic about what's <laughs> happened. Right? I, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling good about the idea that today... You know, like, and let me let me say before we begin that the, the events that have unfolded over the course of the... Uh, two, last, three days? Last two or three days... You know, horribly tragic. I don't want to downplay it. Uh, you know, it's an absolute it's an absolute abomination. But you know what? Uh, as gun owners, and and really realistically, you know, we feel bad about all this. But there's a lot of irony coming out of it. Yeah, you know what? Uh, and I don't I don't want to be perceived ever as getting down on the RCMP, uh, the frontliners, you guys out there. You're working your asses off. We know it. Um, you know, I can tell you right now, there there've definitely been some mistakes made that I can see without <laughs> without even knowing the fine details of what's happened. Because I mean, they're really not saying a whole lot. But, uh, you know, like, I love the way, you know, press conferences begin with he's not known to us. You know, we don't know if he has a license. Yes, you do. You know if he has a license. It's the first thing you looked up. You know what? It, 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 the moment you know who it, who, who it was, you knew he, he had a license. There's really- and you also knew that he shouldn't have had a gun because he had previous convictions for, for what was it, abuse? Yeah. Like some kind of aggressive conviction? So well, You know what? Well, my understanding Bill is... Bill Blair, you're listening, right? You know, I'm, what I'm thinking is, is that in 2001, uh, apparently there's some assault charges. All right. Yeah, so, that's so, right. So this guy has been on the radar before. It's not that big uh, a community out there when you think about it in terms of population. Oh no, numbers. not at all. Like I can tell you, working in a major metropolitan area, you know, you come across something like that, you know, it gets spoken about, and in, in even smaller, uh, you know, services with larger areas, like I mean, you'd, you'd hear the stories. So to say that you don't know of this guy, and then to find out that there's obviously you know, some history here. Uh, it really doesn't inspire a lot of confidence in the honesty of this process. And then, of course, people keep dodging the question of, is he licensed? And you know that there's something wrong. You don't have to know the details to know something's wrong. And did you see the look in the guy's face today in the press conference when he oh. had when he had to divulge that... And, and what was the term he used? He wasn't an FAC oh. owner? Oh, my God. He, he, what, you this, know guy, what? this guy's the spokesperson, and, and, he's, and he can't even get the proper terminology? Hey, wait. Hold on. You, yeah. Just, you know what? Hold the microphone about a little, little further away. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you, you, sorry. No, no, it's not. I'm it's moving not, all over the place. No, no, you were, you were, you were doing great. It's just you got a little too close to the mic, and I could hear it through my headphones. I, I, you know what? I like wearing these things. I feel like Superman. You I look hear, like Princess Leia. Shut up. <laughs> anyways, you know what? Anyways, let's get, let's get back on point. So, so to actually see, he didn't know the proper term. Well, you know what? This is a representative I, of the highest police force in the land, yeah. and he refers uses a, a, a phrase that has been outdated for what twenty years at least. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. First of all, the highest police. What did you, what did you just call it? The highest, highest police. Poli- the the, the high, highest police force, whatever highest you want to call force. it. First of all, we don't call it a force; we call it a service. Oh God forbid! <laughs> right? There, there's no force left in the. I hope service. I didn't offend anybody out right? there. Oh my God! You know, but anyway, you know, I could tell you, I could tell you right now. Uh, you know, we're we're already seeing some things that look a little bit off as a community. <laughs> uh, the you know Justin Trudeau Liberal government, Bill Blair, Justin Trudeau, all speak of you know bans immediately without even knowing the details of the case, or maybe they do. But as the details come out, you know we've got. You know, things that obviously we're seeing in the media. Like, I loved, who, who, who was it that said uh, Caucasian Rampage? Oh, was it? <laughs> wasn't was it the star? This is, no, it was a, no, it was the Saskatchewan Herald. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, people yeah. Thought, people thought it was a joke. And I'm like, it's not a joke. It's actually apparently a, a and, you know, and, media outlet. And 
interestingly enough, um, when the guy ran over the, the, the 10 people in Toronto, how long did it take for his ethnicity to, to be divulged? Not that it matters because it doesn't matter. Mm. But why was that kept, I don't want to say a secret because I don't know if it was, but why did it take so much longer for other situations when tragedies happened for the, for the race to come out? As opposed to when it's a white male, bang, that, that, like, thir- you know, the, the, it's barely, they're, they're barely, they're not even in the ground yet, and they're yeah. trying to politicize it. Yeah, you know what, uh, you know, it's, it speaks to transparency. There's obviously a lot of things that our uh, government and police services are keeping from us. Like, we still don't know about what went really uh, down with the Danforth shooter. I mean, everybody's heard things. Uh, I understand the need, maybe, uh, you know, uh, that there's sensitive information. And this government is very fond of hiding behind uh, the, you know, intelligence blanket of, and, you know, we, we're, we're not at liberty to discuss and this. And he was, he wasn't, uh, he, he didn't possess a P-A-L-E either, did yeah, he? Yeah, you right. know what? See, this is the thing. You know, you know, if you're just tuning in and you're not a member of the firearm community, you know, the shooter uh, in Nova Scotia in this horribly tragic event uh, was not uh, a legal gun owner. And, you know, that's come out now. And we suspected that. And once again, you know, we're proving uh, it's not us. We are not the problem. And, you know. And yet. And yet. And, and, that's, not to say that, and that's not to say he didn't get his hands on some guns but that he shouldn't have. But obviously there's a system in place. If he didn't have a gun license uh, and he did apply for one, there's obviously a system in place that prevents him from doing that. He obviously had been in the system and was, uh, you know, forbidden from owning uh, or possessing firearms for a degree of time. One of the most stringent systems anywhere, I would no. think, arguably. Glo- globally, we as a community are restricted to an inch of our lives, and of course, immediately following the most horribly tragic of events involving so many deaths, immediately this government tries to attach us to that kind of activity and behavior. You know, you can feel that. Like, immediately after this shooting, we're going to be looking at bans. Like, I mean, that that screams out something's being done to the public, but what the public doesn't know is there's absolutely zero impact to public safety uh, improved upon by doing this, and they know it, and they're, well, all they're doing is taking property away from good Canadians that have proven that they can have it. Now, when I told you that, you know, people applied for gun licenses and they had to go through the system, there is only one piece of government-issued identification in Canada that guarantees that you're not an asshole and you're not a criminal. And it's this firearms license. And it's not called a pal anymore. If anybody wants to ask me, I'll, I'll tell anybody you're an asshole. You know what? No, well, that's fine. But you know what? Hey, I'm not I'm not government-issued ID, though. Are we, are we speaking to my personality? Or are we talking about, you know... It's my, a general comment. My level of civility. <laughs> Neither. <Right? laughs> Gun owners are the most well-behaved people in the country, and that's why we're never involved in crimes. And yet, continuously, this government tries to paint us up uh, to be a problem when, especially when events like this happen. And and we've got this poor officer during this press conference, because I want to come back to him. I feel really bad for this guy. I don't. You know? oh, hold on. Let me, I don't. Let me, he's hear, he's, hear me he's not a boots on the street guy. He, hear, hear me he's out. a politician. Hear, no, no, hear me out. Hear me out. You could see he's not comfortable up there. <laughs> not at all. all right, you could see, you know. He was that, squirming. What was, what was, you know, what? I, I, I got to find out his name. I feel bad for this guy. I don't, you know, if you're out there, if you're listening, I'm really sorry. I don't mean to take a poke at you, but like, I mean, these are really difficult times for our community, and this government has really put us into a bit of a pickle. So if you're going to get up there and you're going to address the public, could you please try and know the proper terminology for a firearms <laughs> license in Canada? Please know that it isn't the same thing it was 25 years ago. Like when, is that how long ago they changed it? it? Yeah. Like, I mean, we're talking about, like, the, the early to mid-90s. So, it hasn't been called a pal. Uh, so it, quarter, it, uh, quarter century. Quarter yeah, century. Yeah, it hasn't been called an FAC for 25 years. That's what it was when I first yep. got my license. Like, Firearms feel, acquisition hey, certificate. you know what? When when this when this gentleman got, uh, I'm sure, got on as a police officer, uh, it was probably, you know, 20-some-odd years ago. I'm sure they were making the transition. They don't deal with these laws, perhaps, uh, as often in some respects. And so, uh, for him not to know the terminology, I don't fault him for it, but, like, please, like, in the middle of this government doing so much wrong and telling people that they should be able to trust the police, could you please just get our name right? Like, that's, like, seriously. Like, that, it really doesn't inspire confidence. If you've got a public official up there that is addressing the public, and he's saying, you know, he didn't, but, like, he had to, it almost seemed. Like, it was really difficult for him. It was, it was, 
Like he he had you a look of it. he was like anguish or excruciating pain yeah. on his face. You know, hold on. You know what? I don't want. I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. You know what? To, to, let me let me let me just backtrack for one second. You know what? He may have been told um, by someone that's maybe it's not a good idea to talk about that. Obviously, they didn't want to answer the question. Billy Blair wasn't answering it. Uh, d- definitely, well, of course, he wasn't answering. He it. wasn't gonna answer that question. So you know what? To this officer's credit, I'm I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. I think there's a lot of good people out there. I think there's a distinct possibility. Uh, just let's let's just say maybe it could happen. Oh, oh that is my phone. All right, I just got sidetracked here for a second, folks. Yeah, so so here's this guy. He's uh, he's in front of the podium, and maybe he's not feeling comfortable. Let me just put it that way. Maybe he's not feeling comfortable about um, being too forthright. You know, like I mean, obviously, people want the answer to this question. Um, you know, for all for all we know, this officer sat up all night knowing that he was going to have to answer this question eventually, and his bosses weren't going to be happy. That would be my guess. Um, you know, so I'll, I'll give him some credit. I don't want to. I don't want to make out like I'm getting down on the guy. He made an error. I don't want to draw too much attention to it. I, I think that it's important uh, that we point out. Okay, that an error was made, and you know, in in, in the good spirit of uh, a battle for our firearm rights, we're going to point out that um, this guy doesn't even know, you know, what time it is. Like, I mean, he's talking about terminology from 25 years ago. Plus, you know, uh, this looks a little bit like maybe there were some errors made. They didn't put out an emergency alert, and that that's makes, that's really and, gaining momentum. You know what? Yep. And, and, Huge and, fail. And and I wanna I wanna be abundantly clear. I have nothing but love for the frontline RCMP guys. I, I think that, like I said, some things could have been done a little differently. I but know, it's not. But it's not the frontline. It's not the frontline uh, uh, people that that would be responsible for issuing issuing the the Amber Alert, right? Okay. Here 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 it is. Right. Uh, I'm gonna say it right out. I wasn't there. I don't know what the fuck happened. I, I can tell you as an ex cop. Part of me is is trying not to be too critical, but I, I gotta say that if you if you have a community of less than you know uh, a thousand people, uh, you know in a very large area around you, like get everybody up. Like I mean, start making some phone calls. If you yeah. realize if you realize by scene number you know two or three that we may have a problem, like things are you know being set on fire all over the place. We've got dead bodies. Uh, apparently, that one kid was laying in the grass for four hours. Oh, I missed that. Did you, did you no, not no. see that? Well, I guess I guess the the brother of one of the victims uh, saw his brother shot and was in the dark and turned off his flashlight to go hide he ran and you know in in his in his i'm sure absolute horror uh ran away from uh the scene of the crime okay. and, then, and then saw a flashlight looking through the woods right 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 uh for something a short time later after you know hearing shots i guess i guess one of the family members had run uh, at least what this is what's coming from an eyewitness uh that spoke to the news is he one of the brothers says, I'll be right back. I'm going to check it out. There's a fire. And he runs. And then, of course, uh, something happens. We don't know what exactly, but I, I think we can assume that the um, the shooter had killed his brother. Uh, it killed him as he went to go check and see what was going on. And then, of course, uh, there's there's some sort of exchange. And the, and the brother comes from the house to find his, his, his brother dead. And then has to hide from uh, someone who's looking with a flashlight right, through the area, right. wh- who I guess people are presuming is the killer. See, and, and he's waiting for four hours, and he's afraid, and he's afraid that his phone's going to go off and give away his position. And well, the, the lack yeah. of communication, or the communication breakdown, could not have been more monumental. When I think, it, at the very least, the following day, they were interviewing people that had no clue what had happened. Yeah, in the I'm, community, I'm, I'm fascinated as a as an ex police officer, and I don't want to get down on the boys, uh, but you got to get down on the boys. You got to call a spade a spade. It looks like you dropped the ball. Like I mean, if the entire public can be up at like you know one o'clock in the morning because somebody's father decided he was going to hold on to his kid for an extra couple of hours while while mom was not happy about that if you can get me up for an emergency amber alert for that and and in in french as well you know and and it's very alarming to hear that thing go off and i'm never complained about it you know what never once have i ever said you know i'm upset that i got got the alert you know what i hope they're okay and you know any i sometimes i've even posted it on the page you know what it's 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 jarring when you're in the 
middle of a dead sleep. It's jarring. Oh, yeah. It's irritating. But you know what? Shut the front door if you don't like it. It's like seriously. It, if you, if if you're one of those people that complain, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah. Like you're just an dude, absolute dude, dude, idiot, dude. So, so don't care if you, yeah. if you like that or not. I think you and I can both agree that it's an important service and 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 it's available to us. And you know, for for every time that it's worked out well, I'm happy. It's worth getting up for. I don't. It doesn't bother me. So for something like this, you couldn't you couldn't send out an emergency alert to let everybody like in Canada know. I I would I would have put that out. And it's like I told you today when I saw when I when I came across that piece of information, the Amber Alert didn't go out because the RCMP did not issue the order, did not give the order or make the request. Well, so you would think the Minister of Public Safety would be all over the media trying to figure out what's going on and apologizing and and everything else. There you go. Right? Right. No, absolutely. But but where's he been? Well, is he is he hiding in, in in the cottage with Justin or like what's going like I don't know. like like you could Blair you could not have had a, a more monumental gaffe as Minister of Public Safety than this. You fail. If you were in my class, you'd be in the hall right now. And I'd be calling your parents in to have a meeting. <laughs> because, <laughs> like, you're, you're worried. All you, all you do is preach about keeping the public safe, taking the guns away, and look what happens, and you don't even issue an Amber Alert. I hope you don't sleep too well, because this is on you, bud. This is all on you. This is two for two, eh, after the G20. Oh, <laughs> once you know what? Honestly, once again, totally mishandled. Great I job. forgot about that. Great job, Bill. You know, like I don't want to put this. I don't want to put this on one person. This is too good not to spread around a little bit. You know, what? and I love, I love that Justin Trudeau comes out of the cuckoo clock for us all to hear. Yeah. Right? He comes out to tell us what a great job he's doing, and all the RCMP that support him, yeah. are saying, you know, this or this, and he's almost smiling. Like I mean, were, like, were those the same? The, the, the RCMP that supported you, were those the same ones who didn't bother picking up the phone and potentially let more people die than probably should have died? Yeah. Like I mean, like is I, it the same people? I'm just curious. Yeah. You know, like let's not make light of the situation. Let's be deadly serious for a second. I don't want to be seen as overly critical of law enforcement, but it would appear that the ball was dropped when it came to alerting the public, and that could have made a difference. So I think that it's very important that we have a full investigation into this matter, especially if people are talking about taking the guns of good people, right, to in exchange for some improvement to public safety that doesn't exist because apparently we're not involved again. Well, considering it was a criminal again who committed this heinous crime again— and yet we're the ones, literally, as we sit in front of a fire, having our feet held to the fire again. It's 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 there, nothing about this makes sense. Well, no, it's not. It's not supposed to make sense. Your your error is actually attempting to make any sense of it. There well, is no, that's there is, probably true. There's no sense to make. I mean, the truth is, is this has been the plan all along. This has just been the excuse that they need. But guess what? It really isn't the excuse you need because it makes your people look foolish. And of course, it draws more attention to the disaster that is the RCMP on this one. If in fact it's ever proven that they totally neglected to let the I, public know. I'm very curious. I can't wait until the next press press conference, and and. I'm hoping there's an adept journalist out there that asked the question, where did he get the guns and what guns did he use to commit the crimes? Because that's part of the puzzle, too. Uh, we, we need to know the timelines. I think that it's really important that we understand when they find when they find out what they did. Uh, you know, that would all flow from communications groups and, you know, of course, officer notes. And, of course, to hear from them saying again and again that the investigation is ongoing, I want you to know right now, uh, you're a civilian as far as I'm concerned, and I'm retired now, but I'll say this. Uh, the RCMP were always known for dragging investigations out as long as they possibly, imaginably could, and it almost seemed like witnesses would die before they get yep. right to where they were going in terms of... Of, uh, the conclusion muddy the waters right conclusion the you know of the investigation so you know we should expect total transparency immediately and since there's really no accused uh, there's no trial to consider so when they talk about maintaining the integrity of the investigation like I mean there's nobody that could benefit from this um, in any way like I mean like it's Other not than, well the families the well, families uh, deserve yeah, closure right ab absolutely the families deserve to know exactly what happened and how it happened and you know what I'll tell why you. it happened well you know what yeah you know what that's that's another thing like you know he manages to get RCMP uniforms which like I'll tell you right now and an RCMP car yeah well well, you know what? A decommissioned 
a decommissioned, you know, cruiser, you know, can be purchased by any civilian, which needs to change, obviously. Well, that'll uh, that'll change immediately. Pretty close. Immediately. Pretty, yeah. Right. Like, I mean, I think that it's very it's very important that we only sell those to, you know, uh, like I mean, the argument is going to be that only taxi cab companies should have them, but then they shouldn't be allowed to sell them to anybody else. So I have a question because you've seen a lot more media around this than I have. I've seen a couple of press conferences and a few clips here and there. Has either Bill Blair or Justin Trudeau apologized to the families? Oh, not that I'm aware of. For, they would tell you for what? Like Justin Trudeau would get up there and say, "Because God forbid that might that might make them look like they're partly to blame, and they don't want to accept oh. responsibility for it." Oh no no! Didn't you hear? Justin Trudeau said that you know how close they are as a nation. You know, like he's talking about the RCMP family and how close we all are. You know, and I'm sitting there going, "Oh, he's part of the Brotherhood now." Oh yeah, you know, for the RCMP that support me. Well, you know what? I imagine you know there's there's a couple of guys there. Uh, anybody who's thinking, who knows anything at all about what's been happening in this country, probably isn't too supportive. I, I'm sure that there's a lot of people, you know, you call a friend that might not consider themselves really friends. Uh, you know, I understand politics. A lot of people don't understand that. Well, that's that's why they're friends because they're looking for that appointment or something well, down the line, right? Well, you know what? And, and, and I'm not preparing. They're, they're putting something in the bank now to uh, make a withdrawal later. I know when I say the words, I know politics. Somebody, somebody somewhere is smirking and saying, "Like, what does he know?" Right? And I can tell you right now, my that's okay. My, no, that's fine. I don't, I don't give a shit what people think they know. But I can tell you right now that my father was in municipal politics for 23 years, so I have some degree of exposure to politics and the way things work. And I. I understand because I've been part of a police organization. I, I get completely, you know, how things work. And I think that it's really important that we demand as a public complete transparency on all uh, all events relating to this matter and find out as much as we can and then make some kind of determination whether or not they should be taking our guns away from us. Um, you know, like hearing, hearing that they want to, you know, move quickly on bans really does kind of cue the public to believe that they're doing something about the problem, which is their MO. They never do anything, right? This government is going to be, like, fantastically good at, once again, victimizing Canadians while doing nothing to solve a problem. It's like I told you, was it earlier today or yesterday we were talking about, I said, Trudeau does nothing quick with the exception of giving... Canadian taxpayer money to other countries. That's the only thing he does. Just to kind of springboard off what you just said. That's the only thing he does quickly is give away our taxpayer money. Ask. Everything else is just... Well, it'd be nice if he gave it to Canadians. It would be nice. Maybe some veterans. You know, some veterans. Of course, they're asking for more than he can give. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I wonder now that he, after paying for the funerals of the... the uh, people that were downed in the missile attack of Iran, what if he's going to pay for the funerals of these people? You know what? I imagine. What do we, you know? What I mean, considering it was such a tragedy. Listen, I I, I think they're worthy of it. You don't you? What, you, know, you know, they're totally worthy of it. But you know what, though, I know. Especially that, during a pandemic. I know. I know that if Justin Trudeau offers, in his almighty generosity, to take care of these families who deserve to be taken care of, he'll do so uh, amazingly with our tax dollars, which is totally fine. I'm cool with it. I don't have a problem with it. But like, he spends our money in so many other ways. During a I'm pandemic, a, I think it would be a pretty good, pretty, pretty stand-up gesture you know, to to tell those families you don't need to worry about any of the expense. Listen, considering he could do it for a plane load of people who were unfortunately shot down in 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 a uh, in a missile attack that was quote unquote a mistake, an accident, right? If you can do it, then you can do it now. Probably even more so now. So let's see. Yeah, again, hopefully, maybe there's there's a journalist out there that will, that will put that question to him. But he'll do his dance. Well, well hold on, right? Like I mean, like I said, I, the only reason it gets my nuts, my nuts twisted in a knot, okay, is because I know he'll use it to um, politicize it, further ingratiate himself yeah. to the public. And and watching him come out of the cuckoo clock every day, I know it makes you sick, folks. But we should watch it, uh, just if for no other reason than to remind ourselves why it's so important that we not vote this government back. He's, into he's like Captain Socialist right now. Oh God. Like, I understand you got to help people, but holy jeez, just the way it's presented is just making me sick. We're here for it. Come on. You're here for us. Yeah. Ugats, you're here for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? This is exactly why I do the fireside chats. We maintain our social distance for anybody tuning in that's this been This is listening. a great fire, too. It's, it's an awesome fire. All right. Caveman Nick built... <laughs> built he lit this thing he, he, i thought he was gonna go get a flamethrower at one point because he built the whole thing before i got here uh just uh, in 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 the uh 
good spirit of efficiency. He uh, he lit this thing, and now it's a beautiful fire. Dave, you really missed out. We probably should have had him here tonight. He uh, Dave has declined to join us because he's afraid he's going to get a little too rowdy in podcast. You guys haven't listened to Dave yet, but Dave get rowdy. Dave, no. yeah, yeah. You know, I'd, there have been a few podcasts we've had to unfortunately <clears throat> uh, fail to air because of Dave. So we're we're doing our best. And Memory card error. Yeah, and you know what? I got to get Black Powder Dave back on the show as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you it's know, it's been a long time. Mm. Well, you know, like every time, every time, and, and Dave's edgy, and he just lets you know what he thinks. Oh, well, that's his problem, right? He, well, depending on what he's talking about, I yeah, guess, right? Dave, you know, Dave feels real passionate about some of these. He subjects. does. So, you know, what? I'm, I'm, I'm supportive of that. I was young too once. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, I mean, we've got plenty to gripe about. But I mean, it's otherwise. You know what? I, I feel really bad, but you know, as as for firearm owners, it's kind of a win. I, I don't want to make light of the situation. Again, I think it's really important that we uh, focus on the families and the people affected by this. I don't want to be seen as an asshole that's monopolizing on this. Please, people, uh, do me a favor. Uh, share with your friends everything that we do with the Canadian Gun Vault because we want to reach as many people as possible and uh, talk about these things. I think it's important that the public know. It, it, Oh, it absolutely is important in public. No, I just had a thought. I'm, I'm curious as to what the firearms advocacy ver- groups are going to do about this or how they're going to handle this. Yeah. Or, I haven't, I haven't, there was a short statement made by the CCFR. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if any of the others have, have made a statement or not. If they have, I haven't seen them, but um, I, I, I would assume that they're all kind of. Um, waiting the appropriate amount of time, but then, you know, dotting the I's and crossing the T's in terms of uh, strategizing, for be- for lack of a better phrase. Well, you know what? Uh, maybe I'll give Tracy Wilson a call or Rod and uh, speak to them about the subject. I'm curious to know how they're planning on approaching this. I mean, we really should go um, strategically on the offensive. I think now more than ever, uh, we should uh, highlight it, 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 yes, that, but, we're not the, that we're not the problem in all this. I, I, think that, I think that it's really important that the public see exactly what it is that they're voting for. Yep. You know? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, if, and you know, if you're paying for a membership, you want to know what that what that gets you, right? Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. And, and you know what? Uh, big hats off to Tracy and Rob for doing the bulk of the heavy lifting in, in firearm advocacy. Uh, you know what? I'm definitely looking forward to uh, speaking with you guys in the future about this. Coach Nick is uh, enthusiastically hoping to get involved in that conversation as well. That would you know, be fantastic. Yeah, you know what? Maybe the next time Rob blows through town, uh, you know, we'll be able to speak to him. I imagine he's he's somewhere in British Columbia if he's not in Ottawa. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know where he is, but uh, you know what? It'd be great to see Rod again. I'd like to. I'd like to. You know, chew the fat with him a little bit and, and pick his brain. What? <laughs> if you get the chance, if I want to get the chance. If yeah. you get the chance, yeah. and, and there's an opportunity, I'd love to join you. Yeah. Oh, hey, I got to talk about the Maccabee gear. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to swear. Um, I, I do my best not to, you know, curse. <laughs> I do podcasts, but uh, Co- Coach Nick, did you see the video? Um, we managed to get. Uh, a Maccabee defense upper lower receiver set to Jack. Yes. Who, who of course, has been waiting to, to see one of these things. And, of course, he saw the ba- 50 Beowulf, but what, that was one of the earlier generations. Uh, we, were, we were glad, you know, to get that uh, early set from him. And then, of course, this one comes, and it's a consecutive serial number. And, of course, we've got this beautiful, like, black finish on it. And Jack, of course, pops open the packaging and, you know, rips off this uh, bubble wrap that is, like, on it way too tight. Jack just tears through it. You can tell he's like really excited about this set. And he pulls it off and right away his hands grab onto the set and he goes like, he's like solid, right? And he he twists it in his hands and like I, I could tell he's impressed with it. He got a bit of a chubby, didn't he? You know what? He was he was pretty excited, and he noticed that they had, you know, made some changes, and that he was going to be able to drop in an aftermarket trigger. He's thinking uh, Geisley or Trigger Tech. Yep. And of course, he's thinking about his high-end sort of barrel. And uh, what caliber is he building? He's. It, I think he said two two three wild. Yeah, he did. That's right. I yeah. remember him saying that the other so day. So he's he's going to be able to do, I guess, um, you know, uh, five five six and two two three through it. But Jack's a precision shooter, so you know he's used to ringing the accuracy out of custom built. He's also a straight shooter, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's a straight shooter. Uh, you know, I, Jack tells it like it is. I asked I asked him on the video. I said, "Is it shit?" And he said, "No." Like he, you could tell. Is it shit? Is it, well, you, you know, what? like Jack is a pretty critical guy. You know, he's been around guns his whole life. He's he's been hunting his entire adult life. You know. He's a real, he's a real, uh, you know, avid 
uh, lover of like quality equipment and like I've seen him look at some of the guns that you know I've you know admired and he's like that's shit you know so like Jack tells you Jack tells you what he thinks he's definitely uh, you know probably one of the more critical shooters I've seen he loves his accuracy though and he's he's really happy to get his hands on one of these Maccabee defense kits so is he start is he at home building it right now uh, you know, no, 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 no. We were going to actually, we were going uh, <clears> to, <throat> we were going to film it. He was going to go from start to finish okay. with a full on build. He's got some high end parts. Uh, I, I think, I think he said he had a Demaco, uh, bullshit. Oh yeah. And he got, he got a match grade, you know, like 20 inch barrel. And so it, it's, it's shaping up to be a real precision. That's going to be a nice build. Yeah. You know what? And, and, and I think a lot of Canadians got to understand that that's, that's what people do with guns like these is they build them from scratch because they want to build precision machines. People love target shooting. Uh, I know you haven't worked with ARs that much. You, no. you, fired, you fired the doe, though, didn't you? Did uh, I a number of times. Yeah. Would you? Would you? What do you think of the doe? It's it's cute. <laughs> you know what? what do you mean cute? It's cute. You know, what? it's a cute little. If you had to describe the doe, what would you say? Cute. <laughs> really? Right. No, that's not a bad thing. Like it's 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 fun. It's it, it, it's a fun shoot. Cute. Cute's for like Barbies. <laughs> <laughs> the dough is the dough is like an like a mid '80s Cold War like nine millimeter Colt AR-15 classic. It is. It's got it's got it's got a good story behind yeah. it. It's a Colt. Yeah. And it's just like yeah, like it's it's just fun. It's a, it's it's a it's a it's compact little thing, and and you can go out and have have a hell of a time with it. Well, it's because it's in everybody likes it. I haven't seen anytime you've had it out on the range and, I, and it, on the line, and I've been there. Anybody who shot it has has always been smiling. Everybody well, likes it because it's easy to shoot and, and it's cute and it's. Cute. Cute. It's fun. It's a fun. Go- like if you've never tried, for the people listening, if you've never tried a nine millimeter carbine type uh, rifle, it's actually so much fun because there's very little recoil. Oh, and there's nothing. You, yeah, and if you get like a, a non-restricted length barrel, it, it actually is very uh, comfortable to shoot and quiet. It almost seems to chug in your hands. Yeah. And and you know, yeah. it, and it uses the same ammo as the pistols that we love shooting too. So it's like you, you only have to get one kind of ammo, and so people are really like switched on to pistol caliber carbine. So this this. Colt Doe uh, replica that I created, which is a, a recreation of the uh, 630, 633 uh, Doe submachine gun, Department of Energy submachine gun. It's a semi-auto version of it, and it's only got a seven and a half inch barrel. It's nine millimeters, it's an AR-15, and it's kind of like it got this signature uh, stick magazine, Uzi stick magazine, that's straight out the bottom and looks too skinny for the magwell. And some people think it looks kind of weird, but ultimately, it's like the the most compact, um, you know. Colt rifle that they had ever made with a seven and a half inch barrel and you know we let a lot of people shoot it in the Canadian gun vault and they and they love it they yeah. lo- like it's just so easy to shoot it's short it's fun you know I, I don't know what I would call it cute but I mean like people really like shooting it so like it, and it's a great way to introduce people to like shooting AR-15s because the, all the mechanical oh, controls it's, are the same. it's it's very unassuming. Yeah, you know what? And it's it's just it's a lot less intimidating, and and a lot of people get switched on to it. And then, honestly, when you go to full size AR-15s, when you get like two little ten inch barrels, like they, they tend to get pretty loud. You know what? Though I find it, it, it that that people haven't shot whatever it could be. It could be uh, the Doe. It could be another AR. It could be a Grizzly. It could be whatever. Yeah. It, it's very much a product of, of your environment in terms of who's who's around you at the range. Because if you if you got if you got somebody up there, uh, like the one time, there's a guy beside me shooting this obnoxious two two three, and I left because yeah. it's not fun, right? The guy's got this really really loud gun. It's spitting brass all over me, and it's just like, if I don't leave, I'm gonna have words with this guy because he's just like. <laughs> You have the right to shoot it, yeah, but but be also be courteous, right? Go to, go down to the end so you're not bothering anybody. So if you get somebody like that, or, so, or somebody with a 50 Beowulf, or you get somebody with a uh, Smith and Wesson Smith and Wesson 500, yeah, and they, they're going to be intimidated by that. If if you don't like shooting with Ed. I've never shot his gun. You, you never he's shot? N- I, no. no? Never he's never shot? asked. You're kidding me. I'm not going to ask. Oh, my God. No, you know that's not my way. He, he, lo- he loves letting people shoot that thing. When he, he does. When he listens to this podcast, he's probably going to go absolutely apeshit and say, Mark, get him down to the range right away. Yep. He loves letting people shoot He does. Shoot oh, I know thing. he does. You know, if you've ever been uh, to the Silverdale gun range and, and met, uh, met Big Ed, 
He he's the uh, older gentleman with a uh, strong grip and a bandolier of 460 ammo. He, he, like he loves letting people that you know have demonstrated that they can be trusted to be supervised shooting this gun, and he starts them off with really light loads and and works them up to full powered, uh, like 460 magnums. And people love it. And, I mean, the guy's he's a fantastic guy. I uh, love him to pieces myself. He's real generous when it comes to, you know, letting people try his stuff. And, of course, you know, everybody seems to enjoy it. Uh, he, he's fond of doing it, you know, uh, with, with these little groups when I've been there. And, uh, you know, he, he only does it when there's enough people around. But he's been really great about... Uh, you know, sharing his uh, love of firearms with new members of the community. Well, I think that's indicative a, of the firearm community to begin with. Yeah. It's, it's, I haven't been shooting, I mean, I've only been shooting about eight years, right? But, but right from the get go, uh, there, I, I don't, I can't remember coming across anybody who, if I inquired about their gun or, hey, what is that? Or can you tell me about it or whatever, hasn't offered to, let me take a, a shot or two downrange. Yeah. That's just the way it is. You, you know what? It, it's really an incredible place where people, uh, you know, can meet and, 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 and share, uh, you know, their passion for firearms. Going to the firearm, honestly, it's like a social event. It I, is. I, I've gone there so many times and not pulled the trigger. And to know, yeah. right? And, 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 and where you go loaded for like the apocalypse and you go through five magazines the yeah. whole day because people are talking hey try this hey look over here what about this yeah. oh yeah it's 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 such a fantastic place i mean you have to have a license in order to you know be there and be oh, yeah. participating uh you know like like actively uh if, if you're not uh licensed there's always ways to you know have a supervised visit and it, it, it's a fantastic way to get involved in the sport without committing too much. But I can tell you right now, everybody that I've seen that comes through is like, I'm getting my license. And, and that's why I imagine the poor CFO's office is flooded with new applications. Yep. You know, like so many people. Which is a very good thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what? Like one of the, one of the unfortunate, um, you know, well, I should say good byproducts of, uh, you know, the, this COVID season is I think a lot of people have come to appreciate, you know, uh, how important it is to own firearms. Uh, you know, for the people out there that may have faced a, a toilet paper shortage, you know, like, uh, you know, like, it, you know, people can get kind of panicky and, uh, you know, they've obviously demonstrated that the shelves can get empty pretty fast from some things. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people realized, you know, the importance of firearm uh, ownership and, and operation in this country. And, and the hunters all sat there and went, yeah, so. <laughs> you, know, I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm sure Big Roger, Big Roger loseth way out there is, you know, in BC is saying, well, you know, I got enough food stores, right, to get me through the next, you know, three or four months. As, not, as, as he whittles away and has a smoke. Yeah, right? <laughs> you know, I, I, I could shoot dinner from here if I want yeah. to. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's, that's Roger. He's, he's awesome. If you haven't come across Roger loseth uh, on Instagram, character. he's a character. He tells you like it is. Yeah. Uh, you know what? If you don't like it, well, you can put your thumb in your eye. I don't care. Yeah. Like he's he is so he is so awesome, and he makes he makes an incredible uh, you know like bone handle or horn stag horn uh, you know custom handled knives. Like he really does a great job with some of his stuff. He made one for me. Like, like it was like 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 Cherokee warrior. Like it was such an amazing piece, and I really, I really haven't used it enough in photography. But I'm gonna break that thing out again. Um, you know, there's so many great personalities that I've come across on uh, <laughs> on Instagram. You know, you know who contacted me the other day was Kaim. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, right up till I, tonight, he was. He and I were talking. He's a character. He wants to get on the podcast. Does he? Yeah, we're gonna get him out here. Uh, absolutely, at some point. He could. We could do it remotely. Uh-huh. He could do it remotely. Ah, uh, you know what? I don't know. Are, are Dave, we, would, Dave would know how to do that remotely. What, what, that, what that Brady Bunch thing? That, that, that new that new app that puts four people on one screen. Have you seen that thing? What Zoom? Yeah, that's all. Oh, huge issues with the don't use Zoom. <laughs> don't use Zoom. No, well, huge, like huge security issues. Re- oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, we're not doing Zoom. Who, no Zoom. Wh- you could you could do. There's other platforms. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I, I wasn't I wasn't really that hot on looking like part of the Brady Bunch anyway myself personally. Google Google. I can do it through the thing I use for school. Yeah. Google Classroom. I don't do video because of privacy concerns and yeah. I like my job. Yeah. So <laughs> so but there there is ways you can do it through through Google. You know, hey, you know who we got to get on this? Google Meet is yeah. what it's called. You know what? I, I want to run through a dream team list of who we should have on this show. 
Ooh. Well, I, well I, 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 off the top of the head, though, that's okay, tough, well, right? Well, because you don't want to leave somebody out after we you know publish the podcast. You know what? I totally get where you're coming from, but there's a couple of names that jumped to my mind right away. And you know who I'm thinking, and I haven't seen him in a while, is the CGV gun doctor. I want to see that guy. Donald. Got to talk to Don. I haven't talked to him for dog's age. You know what? I feel so bad I haven't talked to Don, but I'm going to definitely look him up, and uh, we're going to sit down and talk. Like a freaking walking encyclopedia when it comes to guns. Oh, man. He knows knows his stuff, and I'm really looking forward to getting him. John. Big John Spence. Yeah. We'll have to block that that last name out. But you know what, though? Johnny's going to come down and be on the show. He's looking forward to getting on the show with you. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, you know what? And uh, I'm really looking forward to getting Brian Lilly. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> you know what? You're going to have a bone to pick with Brian? No, I've already spoken to him privately. <laughs> oh, just you? No, not not at length. Just I'd like to have a discussion about something. And he's like, no problem. Understood. Okay. Oh, boy. that that You know what? That's going to be a healthy no, conversation. No, because no, you can't be around. You'll, you'll taint Why? it. What do you mean I'll taint it? You'll taint it. Why am I going to taint it? Because you will. You'll make sarcastic comments in the background. Let's get, hey, how about, how about Big Mark from Trigger. We should get him on the show. Top of the list. Yeah. Oh, you want to get him? Let's actually, let's just drive up there. Like on the, <laughs> let's just drive up there on the weekend. Separate cars? Let's just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of gas. What is it now? Like 25 cents a liter? It, it is. And we can't drive anywhere, but the gas is lowest it's been in 35 years. Unbelievable. Could you imagine if prices were still at $1.40? Oh, man. Losing their minds. Well, oil went negative yet the other day. I don't want to make light of the like price of oil. Like I understand it's hurting, uh, you know, a lot of people. But like at the same time, it's like when I saw the gas prices, I said, "What is it? Like 1990?" So we're we done with the list. You just kind of. I thought I was pumping the gas at the old gas station with John again. Like I haven't seen prices like this in like 25 years. So is that the list? Those four? No, no. We, you know what? I, I think, I think. Well, we definitely have to get Dave on the show. We got to get Black Powder Dave back on the show. ASP. Yeah, he's okay. Yeah. I, I think, I think Doctor Evil would be a good, uh, a good choice as well. Okay. I don't think you've met him yet, uh, but you know, there's, there's definitely Kime though. Kime, Kime is going to be. Listen, fun. I keep telling you, we got to do, we got to do a live. Oh, broadcast. I, I, you know, you keep making like really lame, lame excuses. And it's been a good eight months. You know, and like, these are like, did you, where did you like, are these Cracker Jack box excuses? Cause they're terrible. You know, you know what? They say a picture paints a thousand words, but video lasts forever. (laughs) Okay. Oh Christ. Uh, We're not going to be shooting porn on the freaking uh, thing. No, I know, but you got to commit to doing video and then live. You can't take it back. And God knows what can come out of my mouth. I mean, uh, we're pretty good around here. We don't, uh, we don't edit much out. Oh, don't be soft. (laughs) Oh, oh, me. Don't be soft. All right. This, this, you know what? This, this, uh, (laughs) This is this better not be right the rest of the summer, you bastard. <laughs> uh, you know what? But who, who who else who else could we put on the show? Because you know what? Like I know I know there's a couple of people. I've been Dane. I, I wouldn't mind talking to Big Dane again. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know he he, he you know for the uh, the people that that don't know uh, you know one of our proud uh, unknown Canadians, Big Dane is a wealth of knowledge. Uh, you know he's he knows more about World War II gear than most guys I know, and uh, you know been just. A, a wonderful uh, source of data for me uh, when I'm stuck and stumped. So I'm hoping to get him on the show. And uh, of course, you know, who who else do you think would be good? I was thinking Bob Bertina. Do you think he would do it? <laughs> you know, he wouldn't do I it. I doubt it. No, nope. I doubt it. He wouldn't do it. For those of you that don't know, Bob is my member of Parliament. <laughs> Liberal member of Parliament. Yeah, uh, you know, I, and I'd love to get him on the show, but I don't think he'd do it. Maybe we all called into his office. <laughs> do the show. Do the mm. show. You know what? Maybe he would commit. Because I'd, I'd love to know what his take is on things. You know, he's uh, he's Hamilton grown. Well, it would be a pretty short podcast, I think. All right. How long do you think it would be before he would drop the mic? That would be about 10 minutes. Well, he said he wanted to get together. So uh, the last yeah, time Yeah, not for spoke, a podcast, though. Uh, well, you know. Well, you know what? Hey, if, if, you know what? if you're a stand-up guy, you shouldn't be afraid of you know airing out uh, what uh, what is and isn't happening. 
It's going to be that podcast will be equivalent to one of Justin Trudeau's daily no, press conferences because it would, would be it would, he would do the toe tap around everything. No, well, you know what? Hey, I'll tell you right now. Uh, whoever that reporter was that pressed him, I told you the right? last week they've been really getting to him. Yeah, you know what? I'm pretty I'm pretty glad to see some pointed questions going out his way, and uh, you know what? It's nice to see some honesty coming from uh, all of this because you know it looked like for a little minute there they were holding back some things for nothing. Oh yeah, the first little bit they were they were they were throwing up. It was like playing a home run derby. They were just lobbing them in, mm, you know. So, but I mean, now now hopefully, uh, you know, we're gonna get <clears throat> some answers. Uh, there's definitely yeah. been a lot of things that have been going on that shouldn't. Well, but, we'll get answers, but mm. be very vague answers, perhaps. Well, you know what? Something's better than nothing. All right, we gotta we gotta press them. We definitely gotta move forward. If you ask me, uh, now's the time to uh, move forward pretty quickly and draw more attention to what it is that we got going on, uh, especially in light of the fact that they're looking at taking, uh, you know, somewhere upwards of uh, $6 billion of taxpayers' money and putting it towards, you know, a ridiculous, uh, you know, Which change. I was gonna say, sorry, which of course will, will, will be, um, show up in the form of a tax somewhere down the road. Probably. Right? Like, we're, you know, like there's going to be a lot of taxes after this whole thing. Well, and you know. Not I, to mention the 50% raise in carbon tax you know, right in the middle of a pandemic. And, and you know what? And I got to say it for all those people out there that say, see, it can't happen. They don't have any money left. Trust me. Uh, they'll find the money. <clears throat> It'll come out of your pockets. That's the truth. Yep. And and don't think for one second that this government can't somehow press for it. Uh, be on the lookout for the polls. Uh, that's the Oh yeah, yeah. I you know, I, you know, I knew there was a couple came out today. Yeah, but. I knew immediately there would be polls uh, popping up, and they're going to be, you know, doing so more frequently. Uh, we encourage everybody out there to uh, scour the internet and get to the polls, vote, and then let us know. Uh, let us know. Where, let us know where those are. Send so them in. Send them in because it's really important that we participate in all those. I've noticed that they've done some desktop only versions that can't be. There aren't visible to people that uh, are using their cell phones, so you could miss. Some of these things will uh, do our best. They're not visible, or you just can't participate. You know what? You can't participate if you're not on a desktop. That's that's that's. A, so that's you can see it. You just can't you vote. Know what? I don't know if it's not a change. Sure. I don't know if it's a change. The one thing I know is the last time they did this, uh, we denied Bill Blair an opportunity with a good, solid survey number that said that Canadians want this. They really want this badly. They want they want to see uh, some sign of public support, and they'll probably do it through a form of a survey. They could say, here, you know, the one that got passed this last time that was six out of ten. You know, everything else was a total landslide. Like, you know, no, you shouldn't be punishing legal gun owners. Well, the other ones weren't even close. Oh, weren't even close. Uh, you know, they're going to try this again. I, I encourage everybody to, you know, be very vigilant. Watch the internet. Uh, be very careful. Love when people bring articles to my attention. Uh, love to see some confirmed information before we get it is always nice. But I can tell you right now, uh, the Canadian Gun Vault is in full swing. And I really do appreciate all the con contributions made by all the great people out there that uh, come forward to us with information. Uh, you know, provide us with content. You, you've been all very fantastic. Well, there's just, there's just so many sources of digital information now, right? Like, right. just to, to have one person be able to keep track of all that, like, there's no way. So it's, it, it's, it, it's, it, huh? It gets a little crazy sometimes. Oh, no doubt. I, I can tell you, buddy, it's, it's like a constant flow of information. I love doing the posts for you guys. Uh, I do as many as I can. I appreciate that everybody's really been good with the advertising. I, you know what, you guys, I, if I can say one thing to uh, our audience, Audience, uh, podcast listeners, because I know you guys are our biggest fans. Uh, it's really fantastic how supportive you guys have all been, and uh, you know what? Like, I never imagined uh, that the Canadian Gun Vault would grow into this thing where, uh, you know, it really truly is uh, a wonderful uh, firearm family. Like beyond, you know, a legal firearm community, the Canadian Gun Vault has been uh, just such a wonderful place with incredible people and you're so well behaved. Uh, we got we got some members are a little more lively than others. Uh, you know, I can't speak for everybody, but uh, at, at, at the best of times, I think I can say that we're a very respectful bunch and, and I want to encourage everybody to go out there to forums and feeds, get on Twitter, get on Reddit and, and represent Represent us like that. That represent really positively, right? Calmly, positively. Yeah, right? no, calmly, no, no calmly. cussing. Uh, no, you know what? Our our audience has been so be, fantastic. Be articulate. 
yeah, as much as you can. We have we have some members that are a little more crass than others. Uh, I can tell you right now, but most people overall are terribly respectful. Oh, 100%. You know what? We've been really good. I mean, sometimes you're a bit of a pain, but I mean, other than that. I'll be the first to admit it. <laughs> you know what? It, it's, been, it's been such a, an amazing ride. And, and I love that you guys, you know, we, we've, we've cultivated a, a wonderful, uh, you know, community of people. And, and I really do want to thank everyone that's made the Canadian Gumball possible, you included, right? Well, I, I appreciate mean, it. You know what? I think I should interview you one time. You, you know what? For, you, no, no, like not stupid questions, <laughs> not embarrassing, like legit questions. Like what? Well, not now. Not now. I have not to sit down and, and figure and, it and out. Think about it. Do you, uh, you know? Do you ever do anything without putting a lot of careful thought into it? Not only things that matter. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Like so, like what? It's, if it's worth doing at all, do it. Do it right. <laughs> like that's right. See, I like to fly by the seat of my pants a little more than you do. That's no. You only fly by the seat of your pants. That's why. <laughs> that's why you show up here all the time without batteries and without a, a freaking memory card this every is, single time. Hey, you know what? This is why my bosses love me. I used to get hauled into the office. Uh, you know, like once a week. I used to laugh with Dave and tell him the stories, right? I had a boss. Uh, he was from Trinidad. He would scream my name. And, I mean, you could hear him. Sometimes I'd get to work, and I'd get, I'd get in the upstairs hallway, and the moment I'd hit the door, I would hear, I would hear him yell, Marilla! <laughs> get into my office now! Right? And of course, you know, I, <laughs> like that, that was the beginning of my shift. And sometimes I would walk into his office and say like, wait, hold it. I haven't even started yet. Like, I mean, like how, how bad can it be? Cause you just found out about something from two weeks you ago. You know, uh, there were so many times that I loved being in my staff sergeant's office, but you know what? The, having a boss like Greg Hamilton, great guy, fantastic fellow. Uh, you know what? He, he though, he could scare you by yelling your name. And I tell you, there were a couple of times when I thought, oh, this is it. I started taking my badge off. The one, the time, one time I came into his office, I was already taking my badge off, right? And I was trying to figure out a way. And I walked in. I was like, he said, what are you doing? I said, I'm trying to figure out a way to take off my gun so I can put it on your desk with my badge. What have I done now? You know, and, and he was always so great with me. And I really miss working for some of the guys uh, over there. And I can tell you that police officers work terribly hard. Uh, with the little resources that they have. And even the ones that I see parked at Tim Hortons all the time. You know, you can get, you can get down. The, you know what? The boys need their downtime. The girls need their downtime. It's it's really important that people understand that it is a very high stress job. Like you really do have to be hyper vigilant. Oh, yeah. And you and you go from like zero to a hundred and nothing flat. In the defense of the average frontline police officer, you're asked to do so much more every single day. I feel so bad for the new people coming into this. You have no idea uh, how many different. <laughs> Hats. They better figure it out pretty quick. Well, if you're a new recruit, you got to understand that you're going to be wearing more hats than you could possibly imagine. You can be everything from, you know, jailer to social worker to, like, I mean, you could be delivering a baby on the side of the road. There's so many exciting, extraordinary things that come with being a police officer, but with it comes a, a ridiculous amount of stress because the level of scrutiny you're subjected to is actually fucking unbelievable. Like, I mean, you really do have to answer for every single a, thing that you do. It's a political position. It is. It, it, is, and I could tell you that I would make every excuse in the book for police officers when they're spread so thin in so many areas, in so many cities. Like, I, I could tell you, I worked for a, a major police service, a major metropolitan police service, and I saw how hard I, I worked. I worked, right, in conditions that were acceptable, but like, when it came to, like, staffing numbers, like, the, the average frontline officer in the hammer is, is coming in under strength and has been for so long now. Like, I mean, they really are, you know, uh, in many ways, you know, compromised. And I mean, the average mental health, uh, you know, of a police officer, like, I mean, there's so many guys that, have, guys and girls, I should say, that have, as a result of being a police officer for years, been subjected to so many stresses. I mean, Coach Nick right now is trying to, he's trying to move coals in the fire. And I'm afraid that he's going to set fire to my legs. So I, you're going to have to forgive me, folks, if I seem a little distracted. Right. We're uh, we're <laughs> we're at his place at the fire pit, and I'm I'm starting to you know what it's like that cattle prod. I, you know what? 
all over oh, again. Get that, get that stick with the fire on it away from I me. I should have brought. I should. I keep forgetting. I should have brought it out. Leave that thing in the barn. I, I don't want. Do, I don't want. Right. I should have brought it out room. without you knowing. And oh, in, in the in the dark in the you backyard here. I. You know what? I. Every time I hear that sound, uh, you know, for for, <clears> for the people that have been around me, when I hear the sound of like you know uh, a taser or a cattle prod going off, my, the hair on the back of my neck stands up because I I've had the misfortune of being zapped. Uh, on a couple of occasions when tasers are used, if you if you have your hands, hey, get out of here. What the hell's the matter with you? Right? I swear to Christ. All right, I will use the fire extinguisher on you. Okay. <laughs> All right, keep it up. Because we are practicing safe keep, fire pit. <laughs> keep keep it up. All right, I will use this fire extinguisher on you if you're not careful. <laughs> So anyway, um, you know, I'm really hoping, I'm seeing that things are starting to open up. I, I notice um, uh, a few stores have been declared uh, acceptable to be open. It, it appears as though there's going to be a, a, a gradual reopening yeah. of business in, in, in Ontario anyway. Yeah, I, I think uh, Doug Ford was on, did a couple radio yeah. interviews this morning, and I think kind of he hinted around May 2-4 weekend to start the slow opening up and then I think people went nuts with it afterwards and then at afternoon press conference that he normally has uh, kind of downplayed a little bit but that would be a nice thing to be able to get out and get 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 out and about on on you know a traditional weekend that 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 signifies the start of summer in Canada kind of thing at least Ontario see you know what I'm I I'm sure people are going to call me a little bit of an asshole I always like to err on the side of caution yeah uh I get it folks everybody wants to get out and and resume you know a normal life the problem with that is is we don't want to risk um you know putting ourselves out there for a second wave so I mean I'm glad most people seem to understand now the need to exercise uh, certain precautions and I think awareness is going to be our best friend in all this I, I think that it's possible to open things up gradually uh, you know low risk in, low risk environments first and 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 Get things back to normal, but do so at, at a rate that, you know, makes everybody comfortable that, you know, we're not going to see uh, this thing blow up in the middle of summer on us. Yeah. You know, like, I think that it's really important that, you know, wait a little longer uh, if we have to, but let's get it right the first time. And so I understand, you know, they're going to be opening some things up. The economy has to start again. Like it, that's, well, that's the thing, that's, right? Yeah. It, it's so I, I think that would be a nice time to start it, but I guess that there's got to be some very careful you know thought what? put into what is it that they're they are going to open up first yep. and what locations is it, you know uh, it's got to be very strategically done yeah I, I think I think that we should uh, definitely ensure uh, that uh, you know they're doing the right thing uh, before we go too far uh, and commit ourselves to you know any kind of dates I, I wouldn't ask anybody to kind of commit to a solid date for you know when we're going to have you know certain things open but I think a lot of people are hoping to get back to work and I totally get that I think it's important that we get as many people back to work as soon as possible but oh, I'm do- I, like I really want to get back to work I, uh, yeah absolutely you know? like it's 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 like a lot of people it, it, it kind of makes you realize it's like you know what it, it's it has its moments it's really all not that not all that bad yeah right and and my kids are my kids and they've been you know they they, they email me st- stuff through their work and they're saying you know I wonder how you're doing and what you're doing with your family and all that kind of thing it's kind of like these kids are some of the responses they gave me are pretty pretty adult responses I do I do an activity called I wonder yeah and it's a, it's a writing activity and, and sometimes it's something that that is assigned I'll give them a topic yeah. sometimes it'll be their choice free choice yeah. and um, free choice free I, choice you know what honestly but but just let me finish so the and, and a, a number of them um, when they were given the the free choice when they were given the the first sorry the first one I did was about um, this whole pandemic thing without um, being specific I said what what are you wondering about when school starts back up again and some of the responses were adult responses and these kids are nine and ten years old I'm like holy cow like I've thought that I've talked to people who thought that or wondered about that or whatever and say are you sure you're not talking to the parents maybe they're you know acting on behalf of the child and writing for them it, it could be but it's it's I know the kids writing I know how they write okay you, you learn that I mean did the, did the parents kind of help 
maybe prompt them a little bit maybe but that's fine uh, but for the most part they they wrote that see you know what I, it's, it's, I, it's pretty interesting I imagine in my mind you know you read the words or you know on on the screen and, and you actually can hear the kid saying oh yeah words. absolutely okay see. absolutely <clears throat> Yep. See, now that to me indicates, you know, a real uh, passion for your work. I, I know you love teaching, and I, I totally have a respect for teachers. I grew up respecting teachers. Um, you know, like uh, to, to know that you know uh, each one of your students uh, well enough to kind of put a face to the, you know, the, the words. It, it's it's to me, it's a huge, um, you know, testament to your commitment you know, to, to it, education. It is what it is. I mean, like, you know your kids' writing. Like, kids still always will forget get once in a while to put their name on the paper yeah oh yeah and just by the by the style of writing and and the way they actually print you know who who's 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 work that is that's good that's like it, it's, uh, it's, it's you know it's nice to know the teachers some teachers still take an interest uh you know at that level i i i'm always i'm always one to believe that you know teachers are disconnected in so many ways i mean but you're you know you do the uh the coach thing as well and uh, hence what do you mean? No, but what do you mean by disconnected? Just if I can relate to uh, some of my you know, colleagues, you know or I, I don't, I, I don't want to. I'm just saying in my mind, uh, you know, I have this vision in my mind, which is probably incorrect in some ways. Oh uh, no, I'll tell you if it's correct or well, not. That's you know, why I'm, I just, I'm just not I, sure I, what you're. I, I just imagine, I just imagine, you know, teachers disconnected, teaching the syllabus, and then not really, you know, making connections with kids like they did when you know we were young. Like, uh, I mean, I made a great connection with, you know, a number of my teachers, but you know, some stronger than others, of course. And you know, like I, I had an English teacher that. I, I loved uh, being in his class. Uh, you never knew it was going to happen. I mean, you would learn, uh, you know, wonderful uh, works of art, uh, you know, in writing. And he was very fond of, you know, Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was an old Irishman. Yeah. And Liam Morris. And, you know, he, at any moment, if you pissed him off, he might throw a piece of chalk at you so hard <laughs> that it would explode on impact. Back in the day. You know, I, I remember he would walk up and down the rows while he would ask if we had done our homework slowly. And he and would, if he, you said no, well, no, hold it. So he's he he would walk up and down the rows, and he was he would throw a piece of chalk up in the air in his hand and catch it. Like he would just like like toss it like to himself as he's walking. The intimidating toss. Yeah, right. And and he and he'd say, he'd say, Louis, start start the soliloquy, All right? And and of course, Louis hadn't done his homework. Right, and if you made the, if you'd gone past, no, the, hold on, you you went to cathedral. Louis going, how do you, what is a soliloquy? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, poor poor Louis is. You he know, has no idea. He, you know, back back in the late '80s, you know, you Louis was a, a Portuguese kid who was trying his hardest not to let his dad pull him out of high school so he could go to work. You know, in the construction lay, lay block. Yeah, right. So so he's still in class, but he's not he's not excelling as a student. And you get you get you know the English teacher who is known for having mad fits at cathedral he might get a little excited if you didn't remember to do your homework and he could throw that piece of chalk so hard oh. that it would take your eye out and i mean you know so and if he got if he got any great amount of distance up between you and him like let's say he got to the front of the class and you were sitting at the back he would make sure that piece of chalk right got to you and let me tell you, like I saw chalk hit the chalkboard and turned to dust. Yep. He'd throw it so hard from the back of the room. If if he missed you, okay, you know, like it, it was it was a close call, you know. But uh, like that's the kind of environment that I was taught in. And back then, teachers were, you know, they they were not afraid to put their hands on people. And, and you know what? It was a different time. Uh, certainly, we had a great deal of respect for teachers. Uh, I I tried to do my homework, uh, you know, as often as I could. There were moments when I hoped they wouldn't call on me, and I was lucky <laughs> you did the same as everybody else did you know everybody's reading so you're going four pages ahead and counting the line to see when it's going to come to you so you can just kind of hang out until it's your turn oh, oh my line's coming up and you 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 kind of daydream for four pages until it's your turn you know what I, everybody did it i won't allow you to characterize me that way i actually, everybody I, did I, that no 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 i actually read along i read along and but at the last moment when i saw my line coming up i would skip ahead just to familiarize myself and then hopefully they would get to the last word of their sentence and i would be just coming back to the top of mine and then it would be <laughs> uh, it would flow off my lips right and and that was my hope uh, you know, but, but you said something though that really blew my mind just now. You 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 said free choice, and you know what? It's been so many years since I've heard that term. 
Really? Yeah, you know what? But you really did spark a memory for me as, as a child. You know, like in, in you know elementary school, I remember that a portion of class could be free choice, and they would give you a choice of activities that you could do for the last hour. And and to hear those words was like such joy. If it wasn't going to be math, if it wasn't going to be something you didn't want to do, to hear the words free choice, like your choice, like bells go off in my head. When I heard you say that, I was blown away by how how many memories it just oh, brought do, back. I, I do it in gym once a week. Really? Mondays is free choice. Oh, that's cool. We have gym three days a week. Mondays they get to do whatever they want. Go run around and just go crazy. Tuesday, or what, what are the other two days? We're doing curriculum. No no ifs, ands, or buts. Oh, you know what? I'm and they, and they, they're good with it. Well, you know what? I often imagine you being much like kindergarten cop. I, I, th- <laughs> I think if you asked everybody to stand up, they would all stand up instantly and in, in very neat rows. <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah. Having having you as a teacher, I'm sure, is is not unlike being. There's around a there's drill there's some old school elements to my classroom. I Absolutely, that. I love that. That you know what you can do that without ever crossing the line. I'm sure you're a fantastic teacher, and I'm always glad that you share that with us. Uh, you know what? I think it's important. People hear you know teachers' perspectives on things. Like I said, I got a lot of respect for teachers, and uh, definitely it's good to see that you guys have your uh, strike issues resolved. Now. Everybody's. Settled. Not everybody is as ratified. Okay. Well, then you know. But whatever. What? It is what it is. Well, that's the conversation. Maybe we'll bring up when we have Brian Lilly on the show next. <laughs> I'll do my best to get him on. If I if I can drag him uh, out of uh, wherever he's hiding these days, he likes to travel. That guy is great. I love. I love. Well, not his now. Well, not. I know. I know. But I love seeing his pictures from his trips. And you know what? He he really does have. He it. posts some pretty pretty interesting pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Great guy too. And quite diverse yeah, pictures. Yeah. And there's there's a word that Trudeau would like. Diverse. Yeah, absolutely. And if you haven't seen Brian Lilly's work, he writes for the Toronto Sun. He's an absolutely fantastic reporter. Uh, you know, I, I like to consider him an acquaintance. I don't see him often enough to call him friend, but I, I actually do consider him a friend. He's a great guy. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and we'd love to have you on the show, Brian. If you listen, uh, <coughs> we're uh, going to get you out as soon as possible. Hopefully I can uh, nail you down to an interview sometime soon. That would be great. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, Coach Nick, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Always fun sitting around the fire. Okay, folks. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate the support. Don't forget to like and subscribe to us on YouTube and on Instagram. And as always, Canada, don't forget to shoot straight. Stay safe.